I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hello and welcome to the Port Key. It's a Harry Potter review show. Talk about Harry Potter, review Harry Potter movies. It happens. It's what we do. Every other week, we're reviewing one Harry Potter movie. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. I'm joined, as always, as sometimes, by Sarah. Sarah, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> that That's all you got? I'm so excited to talk Harry Potter again. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. And we're joined by a guest who has never read the book. The book. He's read some of the books, but not this book. And that is why he's here. Uh, Mike, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. I, uh, I just realized that it's been so long since I've seen Harry Potter. Wow. Yeah. How long? 15 years. What? Since the f- film came out. You haven't seen this movie since it came out? Yeah. Wow. You haven't... It's, wow. It's, 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 yeah, 2005. It was, it was, oh, I'm out. excited. Yeah, I was oh, listening. Yeah. So really quickly, you've got like a minute, Mike. What do you, what are your thoughts on the first three movies? <laughs> <laughs> and well, go. Oh shit! No, I seen all the first four films uh, because I was going to be on preserves, but whatever. Um, sorcerers is a sorcerers is a good start. Chamber Secrets was always my favorite because I just loved the second one. The third one. God, I can't even think of. Yep, can't remember the third one. And, that's the time travel one, which oh, you should right. like, right? Yeah, right? I should like actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been so long since I since I think and remember Harry Potter. So yeah, the third one was like probably the best one, and fourth one is here right now. Oh, okay. Well then, thank you. Uh, okay, what do we do next after that? We talk about the cast? No, we talk about what happened. Um, we talk. What's happening? I don't know. I was looking for something because I realized that I forgot something and I thought Mike was going to talk for longer. But, but no. uh, today we are covering, because I give people a one minute time limit, but they never stick to one minute. But Mike did. So I'm, thank- <laughs> but also the one time I was prepared for him to go longer than a minute. He doesn't. He uh, so today we're covering Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, directed by Mike Newell, written by Steve Cloves, and released November 18th, 2005. So it has not yet been quite 15 years since you've seen this movie, Mike. It is Close. still 14 years, because Close. it is not yet November 18th. Close. Close enough. Uh, I round up, damn it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, also, the score, Patrick Doyle. Uh... General discussion. Let's start right off with what I just mentioned. The score. This is my favorite Harry Potter movie score. This is the first one not John Williams, or was the last yes, one? Yes, this is the first one not John Williams. This yeah, is okay. uh, Patrick Doyle, I believe. I do I'm love this sure score. I'm messing it up. Goblet yeah. of Fire, Patrick Doyle, yeah. This is my favorite. What do and you think of this the score? Is... Yeah? I like the score. Um, this is when they start to try, I think. I mean, nothing really stands out uh, right away, like the iconic John Williams scores do. But uh-huh. I think this is when they start to transition into the more, like, modern kind of score, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. It, it it kind of starts to innovate on the last yes. one. Yes. It's not just, like, 
because I think the first three are kind of the same. I I feel like John Williams does it a lot. Like it's this it's the same themes that you're used to, and then he'll add like one new uh, theme or something in there. But now it's kind of completely different. Um, which I appreciate it when the movies do that because the characters are growing up. Obviously, each movie you go through through so things like the different directors. You get to see different perspectives. The different music kind of shows the different them growing up. So I really like that. Uh, I also think that like this is the most emotional score for me for some reason because I feel like it might be uh a little manipulative. Mm. Like like I don't know. Like when I when I think about um. Death of Cedric, the track's Death of Cedric. Mm. I just get really emotional. It's, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess I like the Hogwarts March. I like the Voldemort's, like when everybody pops out of like the wand at the end, like yeah, the music the that's playing during those mm-hmm. scenes. I feel like this yeah. score hits the emotional moments the best of any of the movies. Yes. If I that agree. makes sense. Uh, Mike, what do you think about the score? I was just actually looking up uh, his uh, discography when it comes to music, and he's worked with, with Kenneth Branagh a lot, so I kind of figured I knew mm. it, what the sound was like because he's very prestige with those sounds of like Shakespeare stuff, like Hamlet, you know, Much Ado About Nothing. So here I just thought, oh, wow, that's really good. It's It does get emotional and it hits the emotional parts, and just it's so good. I actually would love to actually pop the score and just listen to it sometime. I do it nice. constantly on Spotify. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, new casting. Let's talk about some new casting. Ralph, F- how do you say his name? Fines. Fines. Ralph, Ralph Fines as yes. Lord Voldemort. What do you think? I, he's perfect. Perfect. It's uh-huh. weird to see him in behind the scenes stuff with a nose. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes, because yeah. yes, the, the, the dots. <laughs> yeah. The dots? Thanks. Isn't that what, I don't job. know. CGI. I don't know. It's uh, it's perfect casting. Um, yeah, I think that that scene works because of him. Because to to be honest, like when you watch some when you watch that graveyard scene, and yeah. especially the part when he touches Harry. Um, and he, like, makes weird sounds. Like, my husband always cracks up laughing. (laughs) And it's just, like, he brings that, like, what's, like, joyful kind... Joyful is not the right word. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be completely ridiculous, but, like, he flips it so quick. Like, you're laughing at him, but then you're also like, this guy's terrifying. Yeah. Like, he just has that right amount of, like, gravitas or whatever. No, I agree. Yeah. Mike? Yeah, it's uh, one of those perfect casting roles. Just can't imagine anybody else doing it. Mm-mm. Yeah, we're going to yeah. talk more about him as the series goes on. But uh, yeah, there's a couple characters that uh, are in later movies, but they don't have as big of roles. So let's hit on them really quick. Uh, namely, Bren- Brendan Gleeson as Alistair Mad-Eye Moody. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, okay. Am I alone? <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think he does a perfect job as well. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, then it's... the on... Oh, yeah? No, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to keep going. Uh, but is there any... any? Do you want to talk about Brandon Gleeson as, as Mad-Eye Moody? No, I just... I think... 
No, no, perfect. What can you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What do you expect? He's a good, great actor. Yeah, he's he's good and very uh, creepy and mysterious when you first see him at first. Yeah, just and especially towards the end of the film when the reveal happens. Just that, yes, that that is top tier stuff. I, I feel think like- all these characters could either be very over the top, but somehow they all play them like really grounded. Like his character, especially, he is chewing the scenery and a lot like the classroom scene, like he's just going off the walls, but it doesn't feel like, oh, this is campy. Like it feels very grounded. And then the same thing with Baltimore. They are able to just like go crazy, bounce off the walls or whatever, and then in an instant, like it just gets super serious and you're like terrified of these not to yeah like i that whole scene when he's like goofing around and throwing the spider and doing all the different spells and then instantly start talks about the one where it like kills the killing spell it's like oh he's kind of creepy like he is terrifying i just yeah. think that really like shows how great of an actor they all are it's crazy yeah especially the uh the scene where he turns draco malfoy into a ferret Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think he's very disarming in the middle, is the thing. He, he, we start with him and we're like, this dude is fucking weird. This guy is creepy. Yeah. And then as Harry and everybody else does, the audience for the middle part of the movie is like, oh, he's just crazy. Like he's just yes. a goofy, crazy person. And then at the yeah. end, when the, you know, reveal happens, you're like, oh no, he really was a bad guy. He really uh, oh, was. Yeah. Cr- yeah. 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 But I think he's very disarming in that, in that middle part. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, uh, the only other person that comes back after this movie that I want to, uh, I don't even really want to talk about her. I just want to bring up that she's in the movie. Uh, Clemens Posey as Fleur Delacour. Uh, Anybody have any strong thoughts on Fleur Delacour? I didn't not think Not really. So. Uh, people that are only in this movie, David Tennant as Barty Crouch. Crouch oh, Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Jr. No, no, Mike. It's. Barty Crouch Jr. <laughs> I, I love that scene. I love yeah. that scene. Yeah, that's, I love like, that scene. Yeah, that scene was so good. And I love, I love that scene. And I love like, like you don't see them a whole lot, or you don't ever really see this these characters. But there's references to book stuff, like they talk about Augustus Rookwood. They talk about um, uh, who is a member of the Department of Mysteries. They talk about Frank and. Frank, the owner of Frank Longbottom and his wife, you know, uh, just characters that you either meet briefly in the movie, in the books, or they get more backstory in the books, but they mm-hmm. aren't in the movie. But, uh, specifically David Tennant as Body Couch Jr., I love him in this movie. Sarah, yes. it sounds like you don't. Um, well, go ahead, Mike, and then I'll close off <laughs> how okay. I feel. Well, here's the thing. Uh, mind you, I'm revisiting this film years later, and I first discovered David Tennant through Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was like five years or so after the film. So it was just like, now coming back to it, I, I was like, it was, oh. I think it was like, I think, it, I, I think he started as the doctor really close after this. Cause pretty close. Cause I know, I know it was like, this was first, know, right? This was first, but then Cause I think the doctor came back in 2005. It did, it but did. And it was only there for a season. So it was I, only a season. Here, so probably like a year or so after. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was a year after this that Attendant okay. became the Doctor. Yeah, I, I, I actually started watching Doctor Who Tales in 10, so it was actually yeah, that's like about five when I years. So, but but we're going back, and I was like, holy shit, David Tennant just, just is, is a surprise. He just, yeah. he has that look, he has the, the voice, he just, he should just play, like, baddies more often. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is going to sound this is gonna sound so weird. I love the tongue thing he does. Yes, yes, the tongue. Oh, thing. I love. Yes. Yeah, that's. Oh man, <laughs> damn it! I just, man, I just love David Tennant. He's a great actor, and this is just. Mm, he's in it for a brief time in this film, but he shows off in little quirky yeah. ways. Sarah, you don't like him? Oh no, 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 no! I really like David Tennant in, in this, this role. Movie. Okay. Yes. Um, I wish he had more to do. That's kind of what takes me off. Um, Because in the book, he does have a lot more to do. And they kind of completely just change up that whole storyline, which I really don't understand why, but whatever, we'll get to it. But I think, I don't know, because his character in the book is a bit more subdued at the end. Like, he isn't doing this crazy, like, I like the tongue thing, it's a choice. Yeah. But I like the character better in the book. Um, it's not, it's just more relaxed and subdued and he's not like bouncing off the walls and yeah, call, he's like, like, create, like the very Potter of the musical. He's being yeah. Baltimore just going crazy. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. Like he's just yeah. crazy, which David Tennant's a great actor. My favorite role is him as Kilgrave, I think, in the Jessica yes. Jones. Uh, yes. he's so, so good. Um, yeah, I like him in the context of what this movie is, their story they're trying to tell. I just would have liked to seen him the way the character is in the book because I think he, I think he's perfect casting. I just wish it was more aligned with that portrayal of it, if that makes sense. It does. Speaking I of totally characters, agree. speaking of characters that I think were perfectly cast but did not get enough to do in this movie. Related to Barty Crouch Jr., Roger Lloyd Pack is Barty Crouch Sr. Yeah. I really like him as Crouch Sr., but he, that entire storyline is, I wouldn't say that it's changed like you did, Sarah. I would just say that they don't put it at the forefront because all that stuff presumably still happened. It's just they don't tell Harry about it. They leave a, a lot out. They leave it out, but I don't Yeah, I wouldn't say it's changed. It's non-existent. It's, you it's just not, don't see it. Yeah, it's not that, like, instead of Barty Crouch going, like, Junior going to Azkaban and his mom replacing him, instead of, like, they're not like, that didn't happen, something else happened, they just never tell us about that, which sucks. Yeah, but I wish they did. Like, I don't oh, understand I, I, why I, they I, decided not to, because I get if you're saying, like, oh, it's from Harry's point of view, so we're watching the movie, of course he wouldn't have realized that was happening, but... People we didn't realize that, that happened until the end of the book anyway. Yeah. And they could have done that in that scene instead of him just standing there doing his tongue thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But well, that's besides the point. What do you think of Barty Crouch Sr., Mike? Yeah, serviceable. Very uh, good. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. It's, it's, as you guys are just, as you're just talking about that, I was just like, uh, okay. I'm yeah, still, yeah. I'm just like, what the, it's like, yeah. yeah. He's, He's good. I mean, there's not much to say. He had a little part in it, but they like what yeah. I saw. Yeah, yeah. Because to you, yeah, he's, he's just a little role. But to Sarah and I, it's like there's more to that character. A, he's a big he role. Been, he would have been really good in that role, 
Yes. But that role doesn't really exist in this movie. It's kind mm-hmm. of a different role. Is he uh, only in Goblet of Fire, or is he yes. in the? Is he mentioned in the earlier books? I don't. He's not even mentioned. Okay, I kind of remember. Uh, he's one of the characters that kind of just gets pulled out of a hat. She does that a lot. She does do that a lot. Uh, Robert Pattinson is Cedric Diggory. <laughs> this one's hard. Mike. <laughs> Mike, do you like Robert Pattinson as Cedric Diggory? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I don't mind it. He, uh, no, he's outside of the infamous series of films. Not saying it. He's a good actor, yes. Shut up. The one that should not be named. Just like we should do that after show. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, you do that. That's hilarious. No, he's a good actor, and I actually, I actually was like emotional when he died. Yeah. Mm. I got a, he, he was so good. Yeah. And then, oh man. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Wait, you don't agree, Sarah? What? Oh, you did get him. Emo- okay. It sounded like you were saying you didn't. Oh, I did. Okay. It's a lot of like confusion here with like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're, you're very subdued right now. I, I don't understand what's going on. Me? Yeah. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, you sound like, you're like, yeah. Okay. It sounds like you don't like it. I don't just, don't like. Just, what, I'm confused. Moving on. Right. You're just you're subdued. I think Pattinson's good as D- Diggory. Um, yeah, I like him. I think he's got a kind of small role. Uh, yeah. I honestly can't even remember his role in the book. I think it's probably the same. It's now. about the same. But I like him. Yeah. Uh, the other Diggory, Jeff Rawl as Amos Diggory. I <laughs> can't take. Like he's only got one scene, pretty much. He's got like the scenes at the beginning of the movie, but. Whatever. He's got one big scene, and uh, that's my boy. Oh, I, I, that. It, do you made, not like that, or you do? No, I love it. I'm just. It made, oh, really see, now I couldn't that. tell. It breaks my heart every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time I feel it, I'm like, oh, oh, it's so good. I, I think he's really good in that scene, Mike. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm actually just thinking back. It's like it's so good. It makes me just joyful. <laughs> well, that's not the purpose of that. Well, anyway. moving on, uh, a character what <laughs> that barely is any... joyful. <laughs> I get what you were saying. We understand. We understand. Um, a character mm-hmm. that barely has anything to do in the book and the movie, uh, Stanislav Einarski as Victor Crumb. Victor. Victor Crumb. Uh, yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, big, no big words on him from anybody. Yeah, like you just said, he doesn't really do much in the book, and yeah. he doesn't really do a lot in the movie either, so. I, uh, this next guy I really like, uh, Predrag Bijal, Bijalek. I'm so sorry. <laughs> As Igor Karkarov. We love your work. I'm <laughs> sorry we can't pronounce your name. <laughs> no, I just, I really like him as Karkarov in this movie. I think Karkarov is like, kind of a smaller character, but I think that yeah. the scenes that he's in, he steals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now for two characters that were bigger in the book, but had their, like, their stories cut down. First, France de la Tour as Olymp Maxime. Great. I like her in the movie. All her stuff with, like, the giant and, like, because isn't there stuff where, like, Hagrid reveals to her that he's half giant, and then he's like, you're he's half giant a- too. 
And yeah, like, and no. she's like, no, I'm not. But is she or is she not? I think she is. I think she's just in denial. Yeah, I think it was that she she was, but that's like such a bad thing yeah. that he's just upfront about it. Because yeah. I think I think it kind of goes into like, uh, uh, was it giants are like kind of violent yeah. creatures? So she didn't want to be associated with that. So yeah. she's like, no, no. And she gets super defended. Yeah. yeah, they. I forgot they cut all that, which is fine. <laughs> I guess I just like it because I think it's a lot for Haggard to do, and Haggard doesn't yeah. really get a, a lot to do. It's so, more world building that yeah. kind of comes back in like the fifth book um, once they but get not, more not like giants. But not, not in the fifth movie. Um, uh, we'll talk about that in the fifth movie. Um, and then finally, Miranda Richardson as Rita Skeeter. I like her in the movie. Wow, all of her stuff does not exist. Uh, in the future movies. Or the- even in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because there's all that stuff where she turns into a fucking cockroach. She's an unregistered animagus. No, she's a beetle. Oh, beetle? I thought it was a cockroach. It's a beetle. Maybe that's just like how I think of her, is that she's a cockroach. <laughs> yeah, is it, she, it's a beetle. Yeah, those are all the new characters, pretty much. I think I hit almost everybody of note, at least, in this movie. All the new actors and stuff. Not all mm-hmm. these people are going to be continuing on. A couple of them will, but... Yeah. So, general thoughts really quickly before we move on. Uh, what do you guys think of the movie overall? Mike, did you like it? Yes. Yes, you liked it? Yes. God damn it. Did you remember liking it the first time you watched it? Um, that's a great question. Um, during that time, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it back now. Yeah, it was. But the thing is, is like after this, I kind of fell off from the films. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I was, it was during, I was 15 at the time, actually 14 to when I was 15. And I saw the film and I just, it was going through middle school at the time. And so I was kind of getting out of the phase of Harry Potter at that point. Just so, in Gobble the Fire, I just saw the trailer. I was like, oh my God, I have to see this. And I saw it. It was spectacular. And what, coming back, watching it back again, I was like, oh wow, this is actually a really good film the cinematography's gorgeous the score is great and the uh the story's good i i got emotional with some characters i was like damn i should actually revisit all these films and just appreciate harry potter in a new light yeah uh sarah what'd you think of the movie um i really like this movie this is my favorite harry potter book so um it is like we've mentioned a lot it's pretty different um, there's a lot of stuff in this book that I just wish was in the movie, but I think on its own, the story that the movie's trying to tell, I still think it's a really good movie. Um, I think it's the one that kind of gets forgotten, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people kind of skip this one, um, just because it is so different from it's. I feel like it's the first one that starts to really change from movie to book, book to movie adaptation, where the other three are pretty, seem pretty similar. Yeah. Um, it's it's fun. It's the one where people make fun of because none of them get haircuts, and yeah. it's the most like teenagey. I feel like um, yeah, like angst. It's the teenage angst movie, but the book mm-hmm. is the same way. So, uh, and there's it's it's fun with all the different challenges, and then it just kind of sets up this world that we're gonna be in for the next couple of movies, and it starts to get darker and darker towards the end. Um, yeah, it's. 
it's fun to watch. I just think when I watch it, I get sad because I'm like, it could have been so much more, but I like what it is. Yeah. That's fair. I really love this movie. Well, you'll see exactly how much later. I, I love everything about it. I love, I love the book. I love the movie. I think that actually, in terms of book to movie adaptation, watching it again and going over through, like, because I, every time we do this, I go through the wiki, the Harry Potter wiki, to look at all the changes from book to movie. And I actually don't think they did a terrible job with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some major stuff cut out, but mm-hmm. it's not so much replaced as it is just not put not in. there <laughs> yeah if that makes sense which for me yeah. i'm kind of more okay with in a way because i i'm like yeah the background knowledge that i have is still there yeah. so i still enjoy it the way that i do because they're not like replacing the background knowledge that i already have i don't know if that makes any yes. sense yeah that makes sense it's not like they completely just cut things and completely change things like they're cutting things to kind of make their own story that's going to adapt to the movie that's cutting out all the, like, background information that you already have from the books, if that yeah. makes sense. That, like, because the books, they're trying to expand what you've read, like, all the knowledge you have, they're trying to expand that world more, but the movies have to cut a lot of that stuff out anyway, so they're not going to put random information in there that you didn't really see in the other movies anyway. So, like, what they did, I like i like the story that they're doing i just wish i don't i just we talked about it i want a book <laughs> yeah a real book adaptation of every single second but that's not gonna happen <laughs> do a tv show <laughs> all right uh before we go into our in-depth discussion we're gonna take a quick break for you guys to hear from the other merc with the movie blog shows so we'll be back right after that Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. everybody jay wade and kaylin here to tell you about sen afterlife it's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on sen live as well as have guests on to join in the fun yep, and we get personal too we do movie reviews and at times we go way off the rails which i guarantee is always kaylin's fault hey how rude and not true so come join us on the mark with the movie blog feed and remember to rate share and subscribe and as always enjoy Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with the Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little our little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Merc with the Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Re- Hey 
Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Movie Court the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. And we're back. Uh, listen to those shows. They're all great. So we're going to go in-depth discussion now. This shouldn't take us too long. Uh, Sarah, I put all the stuff that you gave to me into one category that I labeled Sarah's Dumb Moments. Because apparently your favorite parts of the movie are like the funny moments. I, okay. Um, wow, that's my, so rude. <laughs> hang on. Just wait. My moment's really fucking stupid. Uh Sarah, starting off, mine is really dumb. You guys are going to be so mad that I picked my moment. Uh, Sarah. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Did you? <laughs> That's the best <laughs> moment of that movie. Why do you like- Hey! <laughs> I'm just going to do that the whole rest of the show. Hey! <laughs> Why did you- Why Did, did you, you put your name? <laughs> I'm sorry. Why Whenever me and my husband watch Gobble the Fire, we just will just randomly start yelling yeah. that. <laughs> Every <laughs> time he pops up, we're like, hey! <laughs> so why is that the scene for you? It's not, well, <laughs> okay. Um, I love that scene so much because it's not like that in the book. <laughs> it's just, it's, I always refer it because he's like, Dumbledore calmly asked, did you put your name, blah, blah, blah. And in, in the movie, he's, like, freaking out, and he's, like, screaming. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> like, um, also, I think the tension's really good. I really, in all serious, like, I really like that scene where they're calling all the different champions, and then everything's good, and then the goblet turns a color, and it, the, the paper comes out, and the tracking shot is awesome. Yeah. And then you just feel the tension when he's, walking through and all his friends are like giving him these dirty looks and it's dead silent and then they some kid starts like shouting like he's not old enough and they everyone gets upset like i feel like you really feel the turn and that's when the story kind of starts to pick up and you're like oh okay this is where we're going like this is the start of the movie this is what we're going to be following and it's again that like here we go again harry feeling like an outsider again like he kind of started to have friends and he started people started to really like him and i'm not started but you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like every movie it's like harry's gotta get back in good graces with people and he yeah. was there and he was like i don't have to worry about anything i get to just relax and then all of a sudden it's like here we go again <laughs> like everyone hates <laughs> me um i just think it's a really well executed scene and i just i love it i just love when he starts yelling it's so funny <laughs> i actually agree wow you explained that way better than i thought you he would have been able to. She has totally redeemed herself. Yeah. Uh, you also really like the Yule Ball practice scene? Yes. So, <laughs> I love that scene when they're like, the girls are on one side and the guys are on the other side. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. they start playing the music and they, she calls Ron up to start dancing with her and she's like, put your hand on my waist. And he's like, you're what? And they're all laughing. And I just feel like, again, I feel like this movie does a good job of building tension, cutting tension, building it. And that's a good scene where, like, 
we just kind of start to like laugh and we get like the yeah, ass is super serious but for harry now he has a chance to kind of relax and joke around and i i think it's fine i like when he leans over to fred and george and he's like you're not gonna let him forget this and I'm like, <laughs> nope never i just think it's so good it's a good like character building moment yes i'd agree and then finally uh harry in the bathroom explain that okay i i really like well, you said pick a scene that first comes to mind when you think of this movie, and yes. for some reason, it's I guess Harry in the bathroom, the fourteen-year-old boy in the bathroom. I like the scene. I like that scene. Like it's he's in there. I really like the bat. It's the pre the prefix bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like the set design of it. This huge tub, and I like the stained glass window of the mermaid, and I like that whole scene. I like the whole. Moaning Myrtle, <laughs> like weird, like her popping up, and she's like, and the bubbles are gonna pop, and I, I don't know. I just think it's a fun scene. I don't know. I also really like it in the book too. So, pop, fair pop, enough. Pop. <laughs> yeah, I think those are all good scenes. I, 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 you, you caught me off guard with some of them when you put them in there. It wasn't what I expected. Really, but, hey. really. Yeah, no, I, I, no. Wow. Uh, but I'm about to catch you guys off guard. Those are the mine. ones I always think of, so I don't, maybe I'm weird. No, 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 no. It, I think they're like, when you explain them, makes sense. Uh, yeah. before you explain them, it's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> my, my moment that I chose. <clears throat> Can you dance like a hippogriff? Ow. That's a good scene. I love that scene. I don't know why. And I always forget that I love that scene until it happened in the movie. And then every time I sing along with it, I don't know. I don't know why. I love that scene. That's your favorite scene, though? Well, I was. (laughs) Mike took my favorite scene. Mm. Uh, So this is my second favorite scene. That transition is really funny, though. Because they're like super serious and they're all dancing and it just strikes. comes out of nowhere it's just like it's just like it was startling for me rewatching i was like wait what the hell it's yeah where where is this coming from wait who's the band i don't know what's going on i did i didn't even care it's so good (laughs) yeah it is it's it's really good regardless any big any, any big discussion on can you dance like a hippogriff can you dance like a hippo nope well do you like that whole ball scene or just that yeah, I like the whole ball scene. I really like the U ball scene. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mike. Uh, Mike. Yeah, it's. it's What's your scene? Oh, oh I'm taking Mike's scene. Oh, my, oh I, my I, scene. It's the entire ending, is what I put. Uh, he, yeah. He made, it, he made it a little more specific. He said the Voldemort and Harry duel scene with like the parents, but I expanded it to the whole ending because I wanted to talk about the whole ending. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, it's. As I was watching it once again, I keep saying that for you people out there, because it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> Just making it. Um, when I saw this that scene alone, I got really emotional with his parents because yeah. I remember watching, you know, the first film, and I was like, "Shit, his parents," and it made me think about my parents in a way. And I was like, "Yeah, fucking." The- support Harry Potter. Tell him, like, you gotta let go. You gotta let go and grab that 
and just and then uh get, I'm crying. I'm actually tearing up right now just talking about this. It's a really good scene. It it's always really makes me good. emotional. It's it's really good. And uh but then it comes full oh. circle towards the end of the film where Dumbledore is actually talking because Harry mentions it, it's like yeah, I saw my parents and Dumbledore is just like you're not alone and you have friends. And I totally felt that because I have friends also like you guys. And I just connected so hard to it. And then the very, very end where you see everyone leaving and you see, you know, Harry, Hermione, and Ron just, you know, talking, you know, make sure you send letters to me, you know, over the summer and you see that final scene of all three of them walking out just mm. as that, as you see like those, um, losing my train of thought for a second. You see like the fucking boat leave and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's and leaving. the carriage. The carriage. It was just, yeah. I was just, I just applauded that moment. I was like, God damn Harry Potter. I, yeah. <laughs> I love you I, so much. The ending. I think the ending of this movie is perfect. I think it's probably the best ending of any of the movies. Just yes. oh, with really? everything. Yeah. Uh oh. What do you? What, which one would you think? Besides, I do not like the ending of this movie. You don't like the ending of this movie? What? No, I don't like Why how not? it ends. <laughs> I don't know. I love that everything's going to change now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like I guess. Yeah. Everything is going to change now, and we have to be ready for it. And like double. Yes. You deserve to know the truth about what happened. Like the oh, I like that. And I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I imagine this every time now. There's a YouTube channel, pretty much it. They do like comment yes. movie commentaries. And for the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire one, when, <laughs> when, when, when the drumstring boat leaves, they're like, "Can you imagine if you edited it in <gasps> before it went under?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Is everybody taking a big breath? <laughs> we watched their commentaries for like almost all the Harry Potter ones, and that's the one where they just started out by shouting the hairy yeah. thing. Like, the Harry Potter! <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> He's like, hi, I'm Eric, and the other guy's like, yeah. hey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think my favorite is just... The idea of somebody editing into the <laughs> <laughs> as they're about to go underwater. <laughs> I I, I just oh, we went from emotional with Mike to me talking about taking a fucking breath before the boat goes <laughs> under. It's, it's, it's nice. Great. It's also, great... that scene is more emotional when you think about it's the first time Harry has heard his parents' voice. Yes, <laughs> so it's a I really like Cedric take my body back to my father. Yes, oh. Yes, that too. Cedric, oh. yes. Yeah, so it was just like, oh, Cedric. Ah! In, the, in the book. There's a lot going on. That in the book, there's a really good moment with the groundskeeper who actually tells Harry, like, don't be afraid, stay strong. Yeah. Which I like, like, st- don't, don't back down from this thug, pretty much, you know, the muggle. <laughs> this isn't really what he says, but now I'm imagining, hey, Yari, don't, don't worry about it. Don't back down <laughs> to this thug. You show him who's butt. You tell him Larry sent you. I, I don't know. 
<laughs> you tell you tell him that you paint houses for a living, all right? He'll oh know he'll know what it means. Uh, well, <laughs> listen to Beyond the Screen to get more of this every week. Uh, <laughs> literally, yeah. Any other notes on the ending? Mm. All right, Sarah, you wanted to talk about the differences from the book to the movie so badly. What makes you so mad? I feel like I've already talked about them. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that works. Um, no, okay. Uh, I just uh, the um uh the the Barney Barty Crouch thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, the oh, let's talk about it. Uh, Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Quidditch yeah. cup. What yeah, the heck? Yeah. I want to see it. Um, yeah. There's no Winky, um, yeah. which isn't that important, but whatever. Um, well, the actually, entire yeah. house elf storyline is cut out with the speed. Oh, yeah. Harry's mo- uh, Harry, Lord. Hermione's motivation. With the, house the house elf house liberation elves. front. <laughs> <laughs> mm. The yeah. maze is a lot less is interesting. That- yeah. In the yeah. The there's maze no is creatures. really cool in the book. Harry, like, talks um, to Sphinx. I like the whole thing with uh, Rita, Skeeter, and them trying to figure out, like, how she say, like, the all the different yeah. um, articles and stuff, and then they find out at the end it's because she can turn into a beetle. Um, I really like that little twist. Again, I mean, I guess it's all things that aren't super important, but I like it. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. Um, Mike, Throughout the episode, we kind of talked about all the different stuff. We would be like, yeah, this is cool, but it's different in the book. Does anything that, like, I I always ask this question to the guests. Does any part of you, when you hear people talk about, oh, but this is different in the book, does any part of you ever go like, man, I really wish that we'd got, like, I'd gotten to see that in the movie, or are you just satisfied with, with the movie as it is? Even hearing that there are potential differences. Uh... No, actually, I, I, if there's so much potential in the books that are not in the film, I will always love to see that addition, you know, or that wow. additional scenes in the movie just to see, you know, the span it out. I mean, sure, I know they're trying to adapt it, you know, and uh, mind you, I was trying to watch this. I was like, this is two and a half hours. Holy yeah. shit. So, oh, long. yeah, it's long. They're, they're long. They're long films. So I'm trying to imagine they did their best to, you know, adjust the story, but. In the long run, I think I'm happy to see the final product, but if there's differences in the book, people just go read the book. I agree. Read the book. Right. Read read the book. I mean, it's there. It's the original. It's the original source. Read the book. That if you're just missing out on the little details like that. Wow, I feel real attacked right now. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, the only way that you could adapt the books fully. Like very much detailed is just do a TV series. It's yeah, best do a thing. TV series. Yeah, it's the best thing possible. Just like because you can, because each episode can expand on, you know, several books. Like you can take a arc of the book and just expand it into like season two, season three, season four, season five, season. Just make it a long series and just take the whole damn book and put it in. Just because it's so much easier. I agree. Um, I do think that these movies are the gold standard for adaptation, mm. personally. Yes. I think that these are the most, like, when you think of them independent of the books, they get, they do the best job at telling the same story as the books in an abridged format. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, I'd like to see a TV show. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to bring this up, but Kaylin wanted us to make sure that we uh, brought up that she really do- adores the scene where ba- Cedric, it seems like Cedric is hating on Harry when he's telling him to take a bath. So do with that information Which as you will. leads into my scene. So there you go. Yes. We're on the same page. All right. One last thing before we go. I've been slowly collecting a ranking of the movie going as we've been going so first of all mike hmm. could you possibly rank the first three movies right now out of what like 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 i mean like in order like of least the favorite for for sorcerer's stone chamber of secret uh, and prisoner of azkaban so hard. uh if you're paying attention yeah uh, i think I, you did uh, bring it up earlier i i did mention uh so um prisoner chambers Philosopher. Alright, so Prisoner of Azkaban is your favorite. Chamber of Secrets, second. And we're talking about the first three, right? The second. Sarah, what about you? Oh my god. Okay. Um, for just the first three for now. Probably the, I would say Chambers, Prisoner, and then Philosopher's Stone. Uh, is that the same as Mike? Uh, yes, Mike. I guess. Uh, yeah, right? Ch- prisoner, Chamber, no, 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 no chamber. chamber. Chamber, and then she just switched chamber it to is my oh. favorite movie. Okay, okay, chamber. Yeah, Always saying favorite or what I think the best is. favorite, favorite. Yeah, chamber. All right, and then Sister Stone. I want to tell you what I'm trying to write these down as you guys are talking. Um, what I just did, which uh-huh. is wrong, is I for Mike I did Prisoner of Azkaban, Chamber of Secrets, Secret of Azkaban. <laughs> 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 secret of Azkaban. <laughs> yeah, secret of Azkaban was your number three. All right, so for me, and I'm going to introduce Cha- uh, Goblet of Fire now. So for me, my number three is Chamber of Secrets. My number two is Se- uh, Sorcerer's... <laughs> Fuck. Secret of Azkaban. I was about to say Secret of Azkaban. Uh, my number three, so my least favorite of the ones we've covered so far, is Chamber of Secrets. My, nu- my, my number two... <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone, number one, Prisoner of Azkaban, and my new number one, Goblet of Fire. So, uh, yeah, wow. so, so least favorite Chamber of Secrets, above that, Sorcerer's Stone, then Prisoner of Azkaban, the Goblet of Fire at the top. Mike, where would you put Goblet of Fire in your ranking? Dude, I'm following you to your suit, because uh, I love this way more than Prisoner. All right. Sarah, where are you going to put uh, Goblet of Oh, no. Um, mm. Yeah, it would probably be number two. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. All right, we're going to change it. it. We're going to be revisiting all this stuff as we go. But, all right, so that was our show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm just, I just realized I didn't write down the plugs. Um, So let me bring up my... Chamber of Secret Notes, because they have the plugs. Well, first of all, Mike, why don't you plug yourself? Where are you on the internet? Oh, sh- oh sure, Where sure. Where are you? <laughs> Where am I? I'm in this space in the middle of nowhere. Okay, uh, anyways, uh, people can find me on the internet simply on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Mixtape. It's Mike with M-I-X-T-A-P-E. And I do a couple other podcasts outside of of the norma here uh on this particular area mark with the movie blog we do be on the screen 
I know Sean probably would say a little bit more about that if he does that plug. Um, but oh, I won't. So I'm <laughs> rambling up a storm, which is okay because <laughs> I love to ramble. He's not going to uh, plug our own show. <laughs> uh, I do a show with Sean in particular, a Power Rangers podcast called Into the Grid, where we cover all the episodes of a season of Power Rangers or. Uh, by the time you hear this, we are in the midst of a new season, Lightspeed Rescue. So, uh, definitely check that out at anchor.fm slash into the grid. You can listen to Anchor and other favorite podcast platforms there. I also do a, a common writer podcast with Sean and I's mutual friend Tyler. We're watching Common Writer W and it's same thing. You go to anchor.fm slash writer die. Check it out there. Listen there. Follow us on Twitter at Ride or Die Podcast, and also for Into the Grid, you can follow Go Into the Grid for all Power Rangers and all that good stuff there. Sarah, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at s c b o c k s s e a b o c k. You can find me here on this podcast feed doing Go Get That Rose, or me and Jay Wade uh, recap The Bachelor. Um, we're huge fans. We love it so much. Uh, super sarcasm, but we like to just talk trash about all the contestants. So go listen. It's a lot of fun. And we also do beyond the screen here, but I'm not going to plug that one because, you know, Sean's going to plug it in a minute. And also, Harry! (laughs) (laughs) My boy! My boy! (laughs) (laughs) That's my son! <laughs> That's my son! You guys can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. You guys can apparently listen to me on Beyond the Screen, the show where we talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. I don't know what was so hard to plug about that, but apparently it was really difficult. You guys can also find this show and others on the Mark with the Movie Block podcast feed, which can be located on Ankle. Ankle? On an ankle. <laughs> On Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Breaker, and Overcast. You can also follow Mer- Merc with the Movie Blog on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. And Movie Blog Merc is also the Anchor URL or whatever name. Yeah. So thank you for listening as we went through the port key, into the port key, whatever the fuck. Through the Harry! Key. Hey! <laughs> hey! It's my Can son! Can I give you a dance like a <laughs> hey,